Jeff, you're going to be going up first, all right? Oh, where are we? Uh, okay. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another uh, episode here for Deep Space Nine at Nine-ish. Trucking our way through Season 2, everybody. This is Season 2, Episode 23. Crossover is over, uh, but we are just getting started talking to all things Beer Universe here. I am Jeff Mater, brought, uh, uh, here with my brother Dave Mater. We'll bring him in now. And we also have the tag team couple of... Kevin and Ashley Millard. So we are all three, uh, uh, all four of us, I guess, uh, uh, here. Uh, three boxes. Three um, boxes, four people. Yep. Four boxes, three people. Uh, that's four people. Like, that sounds like a bad YouTube video. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but we're here to talk about the crossover. Um, what did we just get? Get, get our first. This is the first Mirror Universe episode, guys, for D Space Nine. This is the first one we've encountered. They're going to do more, but this was uh, the first uh, introduction. Some say the best. Dave, I know Dave is on that that train. He thinks it's the best D Space Nine Mirror Universe episode. Dave, what about this episode do you like so much? Um, I like how it sets everything up in the Mirror Universe. It's a big catch up episode. Um, in terms of finding out where the universe, mirror universe is at, right uh, after the first introduction of it, because Next Generation didn't do anything with the mirror universe, so uh, lazy. But they bring in Kirk and they talk about Kirk and everything that did happen and how much of a profound effect it had on their side of things. Uh, so, and I think it also does more to set up kind of what how the status quos compare because. You have Kira, Kira's counterpart in the attendant in the command in the station commander, but Cisco's also there, and O'Brien's also there, and Odo's there. So there's more there's more direct correlation with the uh, the station crew at this in this episode than there is maybe in any of the other mirror universe stuff that they do later on. Yeah, well, the station in the mirror universe looks a lot like it does back in time in the real universe during the Terok Noor days. Uh, you know, so like they just kind of darken everything. And I actually thought the way that the, the episode was shot tonight was was really, really cool. Uh, so this is two weeks in a row. I think we've had great direction uh, for a Star Trek episode. But we'll bring in Kevin, Kevin and Ashley. Uh, guys, uh, what about this episode? Uh, you know, stood out for you. Did you love Bashir and why? Yes or yes? <laughs> I, I did love Bashir. Yes, yeah. Bashir is amazing. I love the uh, the opening Bashir and Kira in yes. the yeah. in the runabout. That's it's gold right there. Yeah, that, like he's like he's like, he's he's not annoying enough to the point where she won't let him talk to him to her. But but he is still like she firmly lets him know how annoying he is. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, because she just wants to sit there and meditate while Bashir is doing his huffing and puffing and he's. <laughs> picking different Bajoran music and he's trying to impress her and Kira's <laughs> having none of it. Yeah. He's well, like, we're going to be friends now. like, like O'Brien and me. And she's like, I don't she's like, O'Brien didn't like him much either at first, but you know, you'll see. And then he's, then the best line is, well, I think you should, you know, stick to Dax. He's like, what? Oh, oh, you want, you want to bang you? No, I don't want to bang you, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, and she's like, no, 
She's like, are you hitting on me? He's like, no, but I, is that an option? Do you want me to hit on you? <laughs> like, if you do, I will entertain it. I, will, yeah. I hadn't considered it yet, but yeah. And then, and then when he's he's talking to Mira O'Brien later, and he's like, I'm best friends with the other O'Brien, with your other counterpart on my side, and O'Brien is like, you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's I, like, we're I best guess. friends. We go kayaking. We we shoot guns <laughs> in the holodeck. They, they they're not doing that really yet, are they? No, no. They but have they have gotten drunk together, so yes. they you know so they've they've had some they've fun had together. some moments, but they're not doing they're not best friends. Like if you if watching these episodes in order like this has has taught me that this is a lie. This episode because when you yes. when you watch this episode out of context, you go, yeah, yeah, that's right, but it's not true yet. No, not yet. At least, well, at least not that but, we've seen yeah. or it's yeah. exaggeration at least yeah, yeah. we're not seeing yeah. every sh every day what they're doing after they're off work we're not seeing no the off time if if him and o'brien hung out once i imagine bashir would say that's my best friend yeah yeah like, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well I, maybe bashir's not lying in his mind, Wait, I just, he's just Bashir. <laughs> but we saw that last week in last week's episode too, when um, Garrick wouldn't talk to him. He's like, "But we're friends," and Garrick is like, uh, "We have lunch once a week." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like so we're friends. Like, come on, man. He's like, I guess that meant nothing, did it, Garrick? You know, he's like, "Yeah, it did mean nothing." <laughs> I used to hate Bashir, but he's one of my favorite characters now, just because I I, I have a more of an appreciation for who he is well, and who he's supposed to be. Yeah, I did notice that in this episode that Bashir, like they they obviously use Bashir a lot in episodes where they want like a good actor to kind of explain what's going on or kind of like yes. react yeah. to the react to the situation he's been placed in. And they use him a lot in those situations because he is a really good, like every man's actor. Like you really yeah. can, I, whatever reason connect with him. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I, I think they like, because everybody's been made fun of. Everybody's felt desperate. Everybody has felt the way Bashir feels, I think on the station. And as much as we laugh at him, I think we've all been there. We've all been like, you know, trying to make friends with people and it's like kind of hard and you're got, your personality <laughs> may not mesh with theirs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think he, he, he blends into that stereotype really, really well. And, and, I've never and really tried to have empathy for Julian Bashir before, but now I do. Thank you, Jeff. That's, but he, yeah. did, he also had a good moment in this episode when he's eating with the Terrans on the mm -hmm. station he realizes like when he gives his food away he he has that moment that kira says earlier that he needs to he's been privileged and he needs to right. know that and i think he has that moment in this episode and he played that moment really well yeah that's a great point ashley because i was going to bring that up that uh the yeah kira says not to him but to i believe herself the other kira nuris the mirror kira nuris that you know please don't kill him to you know he's a privileged terran and you know, killing him won't get you anything, or you know, she's just trying to protect him. But she that does say something about how she feels about him or thinks about him, and I think a lot of other people do too. He's like the dweeby kid that's kind of a know-it-all and is there because he's super smart and he, he's just kind of annoying. Like he knows all, you know, he's he really took the time to listen to all the Bajoran opera since he arrived. Like who does that? You know, torch your head, torch your head. You know, stuff like that where it's just like geez, you're a bit much. 
Um, <laughs> that's kind of what Bashir is, I think, in a lot of ways. To yeah, a lot I of call them. you Nerese. She says, I guess. <laughs> and, she, and he's like, Julian, say it. Julian. Yeah. <laughs> I love what he said when he says, O'Brien, Chief O'Brien had, had trouble with it, too. Just saying yeah. his name. Just saying his name, yeah. He's like, go ahead, do it. And, and she does it too. And she's like, Julian. Oh, it seems it, it felt yucky coming out of her mouth. She was, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like we don't want to. That means you're a friend. We want to keep you yeah. in the job. Workplace. Professionals. Yeah. yeah. Workplace proximity. <laughs> but that's the nature of space travel. You get put on these like uh, shuttle missions or runabout missions where you have to talk to the other person in the cockpit for x amount of time by the way they got from that station to the wormhole the the whole ending of this episode is trash yeah yeah, like, yeah. Trash. they ran out of time yeah it, 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 you know, they're like, episode, but they had to wrap it up quick because yeah it does time. not hold up this like it doesn't it doesn't because you're like whatever they got home and it's fine but it's also the way they they do it doesn't make any sense the mirror universe in general doesn't make sense and so you have to suspend the turn yeah the turn of cisco and uh, and his buddies to help them out and and the, the one thing i really do love about this episode though is that the stakes feel real like it feels like well, especially once cork gets murdered you're yeah. like oh shit you're like oh so bashir could get killed here or kira and the died, other right and odo yeah, dies yeah. in the mirror universe like yeah like, like yeah go ahead Kevin. that's what i like about all of these these mirror the, about the mirror universe in Deep Space Nine is people die all the time. Yeah, and they never come back. Like Quark's yeah. done yeah. in the mirror universe. I think Cisco yeah. will be killed in the next mirror universe. This is Odo. So. Sorry. And yes. Odo also he never comes back in the mirror universe. He was one of a kind. Don't you realize that? <laughs> well, they do actually. So it's interesting. He that... should have said we have another one. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we have one we can replace it and apparently all you need to do is fire a phaser at him and that'll be about it for Odo. that's what you oh, get yeah one 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 phaser fire like and it's bashir that does it but that's not yeah. how a changeling that gets hit with a phaser in our universe later on that's not how they die they don't explode i don't like to tell you they changed the graphics yeah like, like, Odo got hit by a rock and was knocked out remember that do you know what I think they were probably like, let's stick with CG on this because, like, if you go back to that image, Dave, I'm guessing this was messy to clean up. Yeah. yeah. Probably. <laughs> They're like, well, he's a goo. So if you kill him, he'll just turn into a big, big exploding goo. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> They're like, all right, so we just got to pick a water balloon and blow it up. And it looks like that's what they did. Yeah, you put a water balloon <laughs> full of brown, Dude. indiscriminate liquid, uh, and you'll be fine. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Cisco in this episode. I brought him up earlier, but like uh, uh, Kevin and Ashley, um, do, like, do you like the Mirror Universe Cisco? Do you, do you, do you think like it's appropriate for his character? I don't know. There's something that rubs me the wrong way with his Mirror Universe um, counterpart. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if it's the character or the acting but he's not my favorite Mary Universe character. He, I don't. Uh, I just don't think he's having as much fun as like obviously Nana Visitor is with her character. And, and I don't know. Like there's just 
I don't know. Yeah. I like it. Dave's I like him. I like him better when they replace Mirror Universe Cisco and and Prime Cisco has to act like follow up to this episode. Yeah. That's yeah. a great episode. Um, right. A great I, performance. I, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, sir. I, I tend to disagree, though. Like, I I think that he's actually uh, enjoying himself quite a bit in this episode. Avery Brooks. I think he he uh, has that whole moment where he just laughs and Kira's face about yeah. why would I put myself in, in danger for you? And she'll have my head. She'll have my head. And the way he says that line's great. And he laughs about Garrick. He's like, Garrick's always tried to kill the intendant. Like, whatever. It does. Like, get out of yeah. here. And, um, but when, but she turns it on him at the end of the scene where she says to him, you know, you're no less a victim than anyone else here, even though you sort of have this stat, this, uh, plate, you, you have a, a certain level of privilege within the society. You're still sort of a, you're, you're a slave to this. Yeah. And, uh, Bashir also, I think a scene later is, um, has the same sentiment toward O'Brien. He's like, if you don't see that you're, you're already dead, you know, then I can't help you kind of thing, you know? Uh, you know, pretty much the, the, you know, the prime universe's opinion of the mirror universe is that this is, you know, indentured servitude, you know, for pretty much everybody except a couple people, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I think it's a recurring theme of this mirror universe. I like, this is, um, when I came to like an epiphany tonight, well, what's the mirror universe about and what is the constant theme? And it's sort of like this world of possibilities. If you give hope to the hopeless, uh, anything's possible uh, that you can move mountains, you can change an entire world. That's kind of what mm -hmm. the original Mirror Mirror is about. How Kirk's influence on Spock, which pays off directly here, they say this, this 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 chance encounter where your Kirk and our Spock met for like a day, not even. Uh, they they it changed our Spock forever. He changed the entire friggin' uh, Terran Empire, and then it led to them getting taken over. And, we, and here we are. And and O'Brien gives this moving speech in this episode about um, you know if, if there's got to be something better than this, something better than what we get here. Um, that like, but I've never. What if history was different? What yeah. if history was different? What if I, what if I was given an opportunity to be something else? I can be, you know, and I and Cisco sort of awakens to that notion in this episode. And and it's a question of is are these people in the mirror universe a product of their environment and of or of history? Like, is it is it like a moment in history that where like you know it was an alternate universe that was branched off? And I wish they. You know, like that's the furthest back event we know of the mirror universe is from, um, you know, the the first contact moment that happened in the Enterprise episode. So is that the moment where you know where it broke I don't off? Think so you, you know, and, and if you know, it'd be, be cool to see where that happened or why it happened or you know if Star Trek um explored that. I, I I always had this feeling like the Terran Empire, the Mirror Universe, is a version like where the Roman Empire kind of expanded to all of Earth mm -hmm. because Terra is like the Roman word, and they very Roman esque in the way they do things. So I yeah, always right. had the feeling like they have a they have a similar history, but they they said even Shake like Flocks mentions in the Enterprise episode that Shakespeare was as dark in both universes, but not the same. And so um, it's still that the, the histories go back, diverge even further back, but there's sort of a common thread of 
like the Terrans are kind of inherently evil and they are different then it's like this is the universe where there was no jesus christ and then so the romans never the, the collapse Maybe. of the roman empire never happened and you know like all these different things well uh, i think this is a universe that is a hundred percent about power whoever's yes. in power is is dictating everything they have an emperor i mean well you know literally and this it's an intendant i don't know why why is she the intendant dave She's um, just the leader of the sector. Sector. She's not the, the emperor of the alliance. Like a local. Who, who's who's the leader of the alliance? It's it it, it well it turns out to be Worf, but we don't. He isn't here yet. So yeah. So but that's who they make. He's it. the regent. So it's actually the regent. Regent's actually the yeah. ruler of the, of the entire alliance. Yeah. And I remember. I know. Like later on, we come back. So the Terran Empire, um, kind of starts coming back, right? At a certain point, and that's this is later on in later episodes. Well, they, like eventually, so this, this this is the beginning of the of this Terran rebellion that right. will uh, like presume like they build their own defiant, and it's to presume that yeah, they they kind of maybe formed some new version of a Terran Empire or of Terran Federation or something. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting. Um, like I do agree with you though, Kevin, that 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 it's about power, but it's also about um, like kind of like what happens to humanity when you're in an environment where everybody is de de uh, you know devious and um, right. when everybody yeah. is you know kill or be killed it's like the game of thrones you know it's that that same concept of like let's see like so throw all these people in a pit and see who comes out and um that's kind of the mirror universe in a lot of ways it's the wild west which is you know it was was very natural i mean we have a picture of cisco holding a literal like gun from the old west basically <laughs> in this yeah. scene um, I think that was yeah very natural for DC Sign to do because they had like the promenade and they had like the whole Western motif already, um, you know. So I I, I don't know it works it really works this episode. Uh, is there anything else, guys? You guys want to kind of like bring up that that stood out? Uh, sure. You know, yeah. What what do you got, Dave? Well, I wanted to, I want to talk about you know the fact that Cisco you know he was he uh, was her sex slave too, like the intended. Right. And you know, I don't think the attendant's a product of her environment. She seems to be like fundamentally different than the Kieran Reese of the Prime Universe. Is like in that. She but is that from? Is that nurture or nature? I I can't, you know are like I just think they're two different people, like completely, like by nature. They uh, grew up in two different universes. Yeah. You know? But if they had lived each other's life, they wouldn't be each other. Like I think that it kind of it's like you know that that speech from Nemesis that Data gives to Picard, which is oh, oh, one of the, maybe the better parts of Nemesis. You know, <laughs> even you know it, B four is identical to me. But even if he had lived my life, he would not be me. He's still somebody else, right? And so there's sort of a that existential idea. I don't know if we want to if, if we want to be quoting Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> for screenwriting and you know. like i'm bringing up babylon 5 here like, you know. <laughs> oh god oh, jesus christ Which are, peace mira ferlin babylon 5 uh actress who died <laughs> last week very sad delan she was delan ambassador delan I, I do 5. like uh the intendant though I, I love this character i think she acts the shit out of this and she does all yeah. throughout yeah i think she was probably happy to get something other than just angry Kira. And I love, like, I love, she's delighted by everything. I love that she's yeah. delighted. She's like, oh, you know how to manipulate me. I love that. Yeah. One. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, she's really great. Like, like she's, she, she thought it was cute what Kira was trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watching this back and, and, and the first time through, you don't know what to make of the attendant. You know, you're kind of sizing her up as you're going, but, um, knowing who she is long-term and all the things she will do and all the people she will yeah. murder. Uh, she's, she's incredibly terrifying. And even how Nana visitor, is it Nana or Nana? I never know. Is it Nana? Visitor? No, I, always said Nana. Uh, I always say Nana. I think it is Nana, but who cares? Nana visitor. <laughs> uh, she's, she's so good in this, both parts of this. Like even, my favorite, she's goes like, I'm a little bit scared of you. And like, yeah. Who wrote this? Like, how did she's they like, write? How did she's they like, I don't want out? your fear. She's like, I want your love. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, she's so crazy and so, but, but, and, and sadistic. And just when she's like, take, take, um, uh, Bashir, I want his cries to carry out throughout the promenade <laughs> and the warning, yeah. you know? And you're just like, fuck. Uh oh. Do not <laughs> yeah. mess with her. Yeah. And when she kills Quark too, she's like, well, what, what does she say? She says like make it a quick death or make something like death. that. You're like, no! Yeah. Mercy, please! Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was move along home all over move again. He, he probably went back to his script notes on that episode. He was like, what do I gotta do? Grovel for my life? Yeah, grovel for your life. Or grovel like you're, you're having to choose who dies. Like you did in that one. Well, okay, well, let's talk a little bit about Mirror, Mirror Universe Quark here. Because like, why is Quark kind of like He's the one with the heart. He's the one that doesn't care about profit. There's no gold plus ladum. Well, that's the whole point. Like everyone's a little bit different in this in this world. They're not the. They are who they. They're not the same people. You're not the same person. Right. Like he's got a great line in this episode when he was talking to Garrick and he said, "I'm just a simple bartender." Yeah. Simple bartender, then he tries to whip out the gun and shoot them. Great line for them to put in for him to say to Garrick, who's constantly just saying, I'm a, I'm simple, a simple tailor. tailor. Right. <laughs> simple so tailor he's yeah. kind of the Garrick of this of, of this side. And, and then, yeah, like Garrick and Quark are almost polar opposites from their mirror universe selves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, in a lot of ways, Garrick is, I mean, Garrick used to be, could have been Garrick in, mirror, in the mirror universe maybe like 10 years ago, you know, when he was, yeah. you know, Palleted up at the Obsidian uh, Order, but uh, here he's like kind of like yeah, he's like the second in command of the station, trying trying to top the ladder. Uh, and Quark is like helping out the humans, has sympathy, has empathy, doesn't care about only himself. He seems to care about other, you know things and causes, which is again the polar opposite of what we have in the in the main universe. Well, but 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 Quark did help Bajorans or at least he sold them food and he he tried he did some mm -hmm. things to try to be nice to them, right? When he was Right, but did he help any of them escape and stuff? No, he... I don't think he ever went. Right. No, he was just selling them food to make profit. Right. right. So he he has different motivations and yeah. he has different um yeah, yeah. He, he he seems like like uh Kira says at one at one point the only person I've met here that has any conscience basically is a troll. Uh, you know, name Quark, uh, that, that tends the bar, you know, so like that, that, and that does say something because, um, you know, the, you would think the Cardassians would be like peaceniks in this universe, you know, <laughs> would that have been funny? Like, if yeah. they, and all the Bajorans were like the, the, the Bajorans would, could have been like the bad guys or like, you know, um, the more, the more sinister type, 
Yeah, this uh, one just show that it doesn't matter what universe it is. Cardassians are Cardassians. Yeah, Cardassians are always assholes. <laughs> Cardassians, no matter what. More or less. Yeah, they we are don't are. mirror Goldicott. Did I thought we heard his voice, but I think it was Garrick's voice over the comm, but it sounded like Goldicott's voice. No, I don't think so. Uh, but, I didn't. But I had a that. question. You know, like this is this whole idea of the, the Klingon Cardassian alliance. Like, feels like it's out of left field, right? Like, you know, like they'll go on to do the Klingon Cardassian War. And last week in in the that episode, Garrick talked about a novel where the Klingons and the Cardassians are war in the future, which is kind of a foreshadow to season four, right? But right. this is like um these the Cardassians were a relatively new antagonist at this point, right? And uh like they'd only been introduced to next generation a couple years earlier, whereas the Klingons were an older Ne adversary to Starfleet in the Federation, yeah. right? And the Romulans, too. Yeah, and the Romulans. And so this I, like idea of like bringing the Klingons and the Cardassians together more and more, like, what do you make of that? You think it was like a, a just like a really smart move for this for D Space Nine to do? Um, yeah, I think they they knew like the Klingons are obviously like a warrior type class. We have the the Cardassians are kind of like a, a, an empire. I think it made a lot of sense to kind of introduce like it seems like DSS nine made an effort to not have as much Romulan stuff. And because I feel like next gen like had just beat you over the head with the Romulan stuff. DSS nine also never did a Borg episode. No. And, and so, so, you know, you know, so the, the, those are a few things that they left out and, and they did not do. Okay, so they were like, we're going to stick away from the Borg stuff because that will be Voyager's terrain. Yeah. We're gonna let them well, it would have been it would have been tougher for them to do um, to do more species because they're on a space station. They're stationary. Yeah. They're not going places really, and so yeah. it. But it also allowed them to do a deeper dive on the Cardassians and the Bajorans, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and 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 the people there right like i feel like with 269 we learn more about earth than the other two series by far as well uh you know like we 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 go to earth more too when in d space nine yeah 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 been, been in next gen yeah i think so mm. i close think you only see starfleet headquarters in next gen generally yeah, I don't think that when they do go to Earth in in uh, next gen, they usually don't go down to Earth. Um, like if they right. do come back to Earth, they like not they do a little bit, but not not a ton, not as much as they do in D Space Nine. D Space Nine, I mean, they is, do go down mostly. It's to Starfleet headquarters, right? Yeah, and D Space Nine will go to New Orleans. They'll go to you know, obviously, yeah, they go to San Francisco, but I think they go to other places on Earth as well um, when they're. Eh, I don't exactly remember, but I do feel like they do go back there more. Um, there's a few investigations that did they ever go to Paris? I don't know, but that's a good question. We'll have to find that out as we as we keep uh, watching this. But okay, so uh, anything else? Like, do you guys like the 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 the, the title for this episode? Crossover. Well, I think that's, it's just it, yeah, it's whatever. Man of it, Nana visitor says it in this episode. Does she? Yeah. Yeah, she says. Uh, I think it's actually the intendant who says it. The last time she's like, the last time somebody crossed over, this is the way they got back with the transporters. Transporters. Um, 
which which they never try the transporters uh in this episode they do later on figure out a way to make the transporters work uh, yeah. uh you know but which i always find, found interesting in, in, interesting in this episode that the whole episode seems to be a transporters uh, o'brien you know about transporters and uh quark you, can you guys a transporter and everything's about transporters and then you're right dave the landing of this episode is like wow let's just fly through the wormhole and we'll just calibrate this we'll hit a few buttons here we'll go to the same speed and you know bob's your own worse than that jeff okay this whole ending is like yeah. but like even if they, they okay they 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 turn the tables on the intended i buy that they get out of corks i buy that they get even to the runabout and they're flying out on the runabout right but once they get out of the runabout a they don't there's no tractor beam on them for whatever reason let's assume there's a sabotage or something okay but then it's it's a three-hour drive from bejor to the wormhole right like it's not it's not quick uh, you don't. They they set this up over and over again. They tell us this over and over again that you can't get from Bajor to the wormhole very quickly. They're on why? Because you have to travel at impulse. The station. The station hasn't moved because they don't know about the wormhole. Yeah. Why do they, they not know the about the wormhole? They say at the beginning when she says we came through the wormhole, they say you came through what? Like they right. don't. Yeah, I know. No, but they, the they, they don't elaborate on it. Why would the station be that close to the wormhole? But maybe they don't call it the wormhole. Maybe they call it something else. No, they don't know about it. Why would they know about it? And they're like, the station's not there. And they they say the sensor shows that it's orbiting Bajor. And they were confused about that. So the why, why don't they know? Why don't they know the wormhole's there, though? Because they have like what the, the Cardassians and the Bajorans didn't know until Cisco found it. Yeah, but what, why? Do you, they never went through this piece piece of space? They never no, discovered they didn't, because the Denorius belt was there. They don't go near the Denorius belt. They set that up in the pilot. They're ten seconds away from it by runabout. I don't know. I don't make the rule. <laughs> so it's what it is, and, and, but, and it's, but wait, it's worse than that. Then once they get they're going after they don't get tractor beamed, they. Uh, before they get, you know, their their five second flight to the wormhole from the station, they're attacked by a Klingon battle cruiser. Again, they're only in a runabout. They're like, oh, our shields are at sixty percent. Oh, our shields are at forty percent. Oh, by the way, we have a mm -hmm. leaky neutrino or something. Um, boom, boom, we're in the wormhole. Okay, we're good. We're home. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. that's yeah. Do would you have rather them done this, Dave? Okay, they leave the station. Okay, and then it goes. It just shows a a cut, and it goes three hours later. And then they made it to the wormhole. No, and it should have you know, rather that they should have used it. They, they should have used the transporter to get home. Like like the, yeah. the way they they they, they ultimately they should have used the transporter within the runabout. Yeah, yeah, that's what they should have done. They could have read it any way they wanted to. This Modified was not the way. Runabout transporter. Yeah, because you also, have you're not within the rules. At the beginning of the episode, they make a point. That Kira knows nothing about human, like idiots. Yeah, she doesn't know who Kirk is somehow. Yeah, yeah, but also he says burying the hatchet, and she has no idea what that means. But right. then at the very end of the episode, she says, "We've been through the Looking Glass." How does she know yeah. Luke Carroll and Adventures <laughs> in Wonderland? Yeah. Good question. No burying the hatchet. That's a that would have been a much much better line to have given Bashir because Bashir's British. Yeah, you know he he would have understood that reference. 
Like, you know, that that would have been a much better line for Bashir. And yes. and when he said that, everybody could have rolled their eyes and gone, oh, yeah. God, Bashir. God, yeah. talking- <laughs> oh, I can't wait, wait to read your report, Bashir. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to read your report all about how you went through down the rabbit hole. Yeah, he wrote that that not, be Peggy's vote on his hand, and he put it on the screen. Yeah, Peggy's not Peggy's vote. Um, yeah, so uh, I I do think they they make the mistake there sometimes. Like I think Nana Visitor had enough to do in this episode that that last line would have been better had they I think given that's it. That's why to they give it to her though, because they're like, well, it's really your episode. Yeah, Nana. I agree. So yeah, Nana, you did so good this episode. We're gonna give you the final line. We're gonna let you go out here. You know, uh, you know, even though you know nothing about Earth history, you 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 do a, a reference from a 1950s book. <laughs> That's not even told through the looking list. Um. Uh. Anyway, um, are we good? Have we kind of said what we wanted to say here, Jeff? Are you in a hurry? Well, we're <laughs> too nothing. Release up to nothing, Dave. You guys didn't get a single shot in the first period. Just so you know, not a single shot. Well, then you got nothing to worry about, Jeff. I'm not worried. Uh, you know, we're up to nothing. You 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 threw six hits though. Your team threw six hits. I'll give you that. We're working uh, on it. We're we're coming. We're we're slow starters. You know, we're we'll come up. Don't worry. Um, but your name is Smiley, <laughs> and I want to call you Smiley. Yeah. Okay. And this is—he'll become really important. Smiley, most important man in Mirror Starfleet. In Mirror Starfleet history. That's right. Um. Okay. So, are we ready for a little double F with Jay? Yes. Sure. Always. Do we have to call it that? Um... Yes, we do. <laughs> well, you could call it FF with Jay too, but I like the double F with Jay. Okay, fun facts. Fun facts with Jeff. Uh, another edition here, uh, season two, episode twenty-three. Uh, crossover. We're here talking about the Mirror Universe. Writer Robert Hewitt Wolf, Dave, and Kevin and Ashley wrote the fall of the Terran Empire into the script as an analogy for the fall of the Roman Empire to barbarians and the Chinese dynasty to the Mongols. He also wanted to illustrate that if an empire is as brutal as the Terran Empire was in Star Trek, Mirror, 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 there was probably reasons why it was so brutal. And he wished to convey the the message that in in such circumstances, one cannot change things overnight. And even the actions of Captain Kirk can have severe consequences. Wow. Well, so it's a lot of deep, like deep thought into. into It's kind of of counter Star Trek, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, it's mirror, but that's kind of that's why it's mirror universe. Um, mirror Odo's uniform sports a belt, which Rene Ober's Renoir likes so much that he began using it in his regular yes, series Odo uniform as well. I forgot. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a uniform <laughs> trivia, so Dave's all about it. Okay, when he started liking Kira, and Kira was like, I like you with a belt, and he started wearing the belt, right? Not, not even just what? the belt, the collar. Let's look at this collar oh, that we yes. see here on Odo, uh, which it looks so much better uh, for him as like this policeman character. It suits yeah. his, it suits it so much better. He, this is season two, so he still mostly has been rocking this necklace version. <laughs> uh, the belt is good too, but more so than just the belt is the uh, is the is the higher collar. 
Yes, Jeff. Thank you. That was an excellent plug. Continue. <laughs> Thank you. I, I I live to bring Dave fun facts about uniforms. Yes. Um, this episode is listed as being one of the ten essential episodes of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine in a book called Star Trek 101. It's essential. An essential okay. episode. Uh, for the milk bath sequence, guys, we haven't talked about this. Kira, Nana visitor in a bathtub. Uh, uh, the crew made sure that the bath was nice and hot for Nana visitor and even put a, put a few drops of orange oil on it. So the water had a nice smell. It even softened her skin. But during rehearsal, she felt the cones hiding her nudity started starting to pop off. So she asked her makeup artist what uh, what takes the glue off the cones and her answer was orange oil. <laughs> okay. So, so you're saying that they the oil they put in there took off her nudity things. Yeah, so she was wearing those like breast cups that cover your nipples and when she was in the the water uh yeah, the orange oil ripped it right off. Ripped that glue right off. Okay. Um, okay, unlike the regular Odo guys who finds weapons distasteful, Mira Odo carries a Bajoran phaser pistol. Yes. Yeah. He's he's a mirror, he's so different. Mm -hmm. But of course, he just stood there while he got shot. Right. <laughs> that <laughs> wouldn't happen to regular Odo. He would have turned into in he uh, in, he in, mirror, in mirror universe, Odo gets shot. In prime universe, the guy standing next to Odo gets shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, during the opening teaser, after Kira and Julian emerge from the wormhole into the Alpha Quadrant, the wormhole opens upside down. I wouldn't have even noticed. Never noticed. I didn't notice either. There's an, ups like, there's a, there's an upside? That's a cool, uh, that's a cool yeah, well, thing. So that that makes you maybe everything in the mirror universe is like literally like reversed. Like everything's up that that's up here is down there. Like yeah, Australia, like maybe in Australia, Australia in the north. Yeah, maybe Australia's in the northern hemisphere. And uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, um, okay. After crossover aired, there was a great deal of discussion about how sexy and alluring the Nav visitor was as the intended. With the costume she wore garnering a great deal of attention, according to costume designer Robert Blackman, the general consensus among fans was that it was the revealing nature of her costume which gave Visitor this new level of seductiveness. No, it was I, all attitude. I agree. It, was, it wasn't what she yeah. was wearing. I don't think it was the outfit at all. Like, no, I, not at all. It's the way she like, walked, the the attitude, the, the, the confidence, it, yeah. and the, just kind of the Guys like crazy a little bit. <laughs> I think this costume is good, but I don't think it's it, like the pants are at the time were kind of especially kind of a different look for the time. But like, I, think, I don't think are they talking about that or are they talking about the dress she was wearing later on? I think this. I think they're talking about this. I think maybe a combination of both, though. But what I really think about, sorry, both with the intended, it's like this headpiece she wears, like this little crown yeah. that i yeah. think like she always wears it it always you always know if you're looking at intended or prime kira because of this really yeah and, they couldn't put a goatee on her no i thought that would have been awesome if she had a goatee yeah hypersexual hyper with a goatee but nobody wants her like 
Right. Everybody's or like, come on, shave. Like, and, Jesus. And, 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 Jadia, and Jadia is like this bookworm that is like, uh, doesn't want sex with anybody. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, prior to the establishment of the history of the televised Mirror Universe, a Mirror uh, version of O'Brien appeared in the novel Dark Mirror, depicting a Mirror Universe in which the Terran Empire had survived well into the 24th century. That version of O'Brien served as a con ar- uh, officer aboard the ISS Enterprise from 2364 until at least 2367. Yeah, and this is whole like what the mirror universe too is like. I don't really understand. How, like in some ways, it's very similar. Like we see that the Cardassians are more or less the same, and the Klingons seem like they're more or less the same. Um, and we'll see in Discovery that really, it's almost like, but that the Klingons in that time were more like humans and were trying to like create almost like a federation. But that's Discovery, uh, which yeah, we're, we're going to talk about on Mirror Radio Theater this this uh, Friday night, which we're going to cover some of that subject matter. So isn't that exciting? No. Uh, okay. So the <laughs> knife wielded by the Terran knocked over by Telok was a Klingon tool designed by Rick Sternbach for the Blood Oath episode, which we watched a couple of. I don't think that's any more exciting than what I was talking about, like Rick Sternbach. <laughs> Mine had to do with these days nine and nine ish. Yours had it was stupid Discovery talk. Uh. <laughs> Keep going, okay. Jeff. Tell me about Nana Visitor in this episode. Nana Visitor had a lot to do with this episode. This was her episode, Dave. Tell me about Nana. What did Nana do next? <laughs> you have oh, more God. nipple codes. <laughs> yeah, the orange oil took her nipple codes off. His, his inner admiral is coming out. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more <laughs> about more. the nipple codes and the orange oil. Bye bye. Talking about the future of Star Trek and tell me what Rick Stanback and whatever he did. Uh, okay, so Jake Cisco does not appear in this episode. <laughs> Follow-ups would establish that not only does was Jake Cisco, uh, uh, he was not even born in the Mirror Universe. He doesn't exist. So, does, is, right. here's the question: Is the Mirror Universe better than the Prime Universe for this alone? As long as there's no Alexander, I think there's a strong case to be no. made. I don't, I don't, I don't dislike Cisco. I just like his outfits. Jake, I, you, yeah. you're a fan of Jake. Yeah, he's fine. I don't. Yeah, want to he's a fan. He's, he's not fine. great for the first two seasons, but once he becomes like the journalist, I really like him. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have that same, but I don't love Jake Cisco. He's not like a character. If we never saw Jake Cisco again, it wouldn't. It would be fine. He's, but he's kind yeah, of like. He's attached to Captain Cisco. Without Captain Cisco, there is no Jake Cisco to me. Yeah, I'm never like, he's oh, the, awesome a Jake episode. I'm never like that. Like, he's <laughs> the only he's the only character of all the Star Trek captains that like is family that comes along with the captain. Like yeah, you know, yeah. Janeway doesn't have anybody. Picard doesn't have anybody. You know, but Picard had West just coming along with. But that's not his real son or anything. Like eh, close enough. And 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 but Wesley was also a separate character from Beverly, right? Like they they had this, mo- yeah. this parent-child relationship, but um he acted independently in ways Jake never quite achieved. But anyway, he you never miss him in an episode, I thought. <laughs> All right. Um okay, so John Cothran, who played Telok. Also played Gralic Durr in an episode of Enterprise called The Shipment. They also played a guy named New Doc in 
We have next gen episode called The Chase. I know that one. I, I remember when he played New Doc. <laughs> In the Mirror Universe, Quark tells Garrick he is a simple bartender when accused of running illegal operations. This is a joke based on Garrick's unusual claim that he is a simple tailor. That was that's Talok, the guy you talked about. He was Talok. I was calling him Talok. I had a picture. Um, Okay, and we just got a few more here. Okay, the Star Trek universe revisits the Mirror Universe for the first time since Mirror Mirror. Uh, Next Gen never did. Uh, uh, although similar parallel uh, parallel universes were viewed in the episodes of Next Gen, called you know obviously Yesterday's Enterprise parallels. So the Mirror Universe would return in follow up episodes of this series, one story arc on Enterprise and one story arc on Discovery. Um, okay. Uh, this is the only Mirror Universe episode in which the crossover is made via the Bajoran wormhole. All subsequent episodes show the crossover being made by the way of a specifically adapted transporter. The non-canon novel Fearful Symmetry claims this because the crossover in this episode was a deliberate attempt by the prophets to, to connect the two universes. What do you think about that? Well, Whatever. we... They used the mycelial network in Discovery to cross into the mirror universe as well. So mm -hmm. there's more than one okay. way to get there. I think I'm with Kevin. Okay. Um, in the mirror universe, Kira plays an evil commander of Terek Nor. Not only is that the same role as Gold Dukat, but the mirror Kira personality is exactly the same as Dukat. She blames her underlings for being too harsh. And that's why she loses Tarek Nor, just like Dukat, when he describes why Cardassia left Bajor. She tries to deduce other, seduce others to get what she wants, like Dukat did as commander of Tarek Nor, and even fathered a child from it, Torazel. The mirror Kira switches sides and plays political games to always be on what she believes is the winning side, or to gain advantage, just like Dukat did throughout the series. I never picked yeah, up on that, and that's incredible. She's, she's kind of crazy, but also wants to just be loved and adored. Just like yeah. I never put that together before. I wonder if that if that if that was like a an inspiration for like either not a visitor's performance or the writing or like if they wanted to make that connection um, already. Like because I think they knew they were going to use Dukat quite a bit, right? So yeah, well, here's a theory. Like we know that uh, in the original Mirror Mirror that Kirk became captain of the ISS Enterprise by killing Captain Pike, right? Yes. So perhaps that uh, Kira served under Dukat in this universe and then killed him to become the commander of Terek Nor. Do we ever get to see the mirror Dukat? No, he's never no. shown. No. So we can... He might be dead. So yeah, and they never mention him either. Like no. he's yeah, we have no idea about Dukat in Mirror Universe. It would make sense if he's just out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, and uh, that's it, guys. Uh. I think we are done for F double F with J. All right. Okay. And uh, let's do some ratings here. Uh, start with Kevin. For me, mostly because of the scene with Bashir and her at the beginning, I'm going a perfect 10. Okay. Ashley, you're up. Uh, 9.2. Okay, uh, Jamil is not with us, but uh, we, we, you know, he can always retroactively do the scores in. Jeff, I'm gonna go nine point eight. Okay, um, I'm not as high as you guys. I'm I'm going like 
8.4? The, the ending ruined it for him. The ending's kind of... Uh, so, uh, anyway, that's pretty high, it's though. Three hours! <laughs> they ignore they ignore that three hour thing a lot when it serves to well, it serves it yeah why did, they, why did they just make it a half hour away why did they why did they have to make it they, i don't know you know they write these weird things into their world and then they write around them and they don't like them like it's just well, i think i think sometimes they, it takes a half a week to get from bejor to the wormhole and sometimes it's yeah. like Five minutes. When did they establish that it's three and a half hours? Was it the when first they were... the first episode? The first yeah, episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And they say it more over and over again. And yeah. yeah. They really remind you of it too much. Yeah. They really yeah, should have just like coming on complain about the length of time if they're coming from Bajor and right. Because they want to write that into their storylines anyway. But it so yeah, it's it lost some points for me. The uh they, they just don't do it that way. That's all. Like find another way home if you if you're going to. Yeah, I think they should have used the runabout transporter, and then like, and then they would have they could have avoided the whole battle with the Klingon ship, and they could have avoided that whole sequence. Yeah, um, I think that would have been better. There's also no explanation as to why the warm wormhole did this. Um, what the, if the prophets were involved whatsoever, or you know, like what was going on? And they never uh, use it. They do that a lot. They end episodes without explanation and do it quickly because they just run out of time. They've got so much story they want to tell that they're just like, ah, the ending's not important. We're back next week. They they needed to, <laughs> they, they needed to have non they need they needed non off visitor in a tub. That's what they they yeah. needed that in this episode. Yeah. There's only so much time. Uh, okay, so uh, next week, guys, we are doing what's our episode? The collaborator, a collaborator, oh, wow. which is about Vedic morale's targeted by fellow Kai candidate Vedic win. Oh, we get all the great Bajoran stuff. <laughs> is this? I can't remember. Is this good? Or, 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 am I going to enjoy this? Uh, I watched it uh, the other day. Was the Vedic morale suck stuff kind of sucks, but. I feel like Vedic wins pretty good. This is where she like she does her power move and takes power and becomes the Kai, which sets up yeah a lot of the next few years. And, and Kira's mad about it because she was banging Vedic, bro. Right, just like he should have been Kai. He she would have been the first lady of Kai's. Right. <laughs> she would have been the the first Kai, if you will. Kai consort or something. I don't know. I don't make right. the titles, Jeff. I'm not in charge of the title. How, how many episodes are there in season two? Is that 25 or something? 26. I know. We're not. I, I thought like, oh, we must be winding down on season two. Nope. We got like another four or five weeks. Is this the like the longest season of Star Trek? It's got to be. Right. 26, most, yeah, almost all the seasons of Deep Space Nine are 25 or 26 episodes. But I feel like Next Gen is not 26. I think Next Gen is 24. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. But there's, you know, it's 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 in that ballpark. The early seasons just seem longer. They just... <laughs> they knew they had to okay. get to 100 oh, episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, so season season two of next gen only got to 22 episodes 
So they're doing four more episodes than, than you know, the next yeah. gen did. Would you say that this is better than the second season of Next Gen? Like just on, even though we haven't kind of gone through a Next Gen, but I think um, season two of Deep Space Nine is better than season two of Next Gen. Yeah, I would agree with that because season two of Next Gen, you, you got Nurse Fuckface over there. So, <laughs> yeah, nurse, yeah. name's not Nurse Fuckface. It's Doctor Philosophy. It's Doctor Fuckface. <laughs> Doctor Fuckface. You got Doctor Fuckface. Nobody liked Doctor Fuckface. Uh, and so season two hurts. You know, it, on, the board was introduced. The the cue. Come on, she hates everybody. Like literally the first season, the uh, first episode with Doctor Pulaski, she's like fucking ragging on Data, and she's like yeah. fucking such a bitch. Yeah, you know, it didn't work out with her. <laughs> I, just her. I just watched one of her original series episodes, and she's a fucking bitch in that too. Like she's awful. Yeah. I don't think in real life they liked her either. Um, Is that the episode where like it's the alien like like big so rock thing? Look at it. Is that, is yeah, yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the she's Medusa. in a few. Yeah, the Medusa. Yeah, blind. She's in another episode. I don't remember what the what which one. I know she's in two in the original series. Yeah, she and she, I think she plays two different characters. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's what we have coming up next week, Dave. What we got coming up on? All of our platforms here. What do you got well, coming up yeah, tomorrow? Well, we got stuff coming up, Jeff. Tomorrow, here, Wednesday, we'll be talking about Star Trek, the original series, like we do every week. And, or at least when you, know, you weren't there last week, but are you coming tomorrow? Yeah, I'm coming. Great. Uh, we're doing season one, episode one, the first, the, pi- the pilot of with Kirk, the second pilot, actually, where no man has gone before. Uh, covering that one, that's the one where Gary Mitchell and uh, the other officer, Elizabeth, I think her name is, uh, they try to take over the ship. They got silver eyes and all that. So uh, check check out that. We'll be covering that. My dad, uh, our dad, uh, you know, and uh, and Adam Woodward and Jody Simpson tomorrow. And then on uh, on Friday, we're doing our next episode of Star Trek Radio Theater, Jeff. Uh, we're going to be doing our continue our mirror universe, which is fitting with this uh, D Space Nine uh, discussion tonight, as we're going to be doing our first time ever doing Star Trek Discovery uh, Vaulting Ambition, which is uh, kind of, you know, in the middle of this whole uh, random uh, uh, mirror universe adventure they went through the, the back half of uh, the first season of Discovery. Uh, it's actually the the shortest runtime. I didn't realize this when we picked it, but it actually is the it's only a thirty six minute runtime compared uh, in in the episode compared to like a standard forty five minutes. So um, yeah, and uh, and so Jeff, you're going to be playing uh, Lieutenant Stamets and Lieutenant Stamets. Yep, that's right, Jeff, and. <laughs> He's watching the hockey. Be, yeah, I'm watching the highlights. Yeah. Well, you know the I I know the flames just scored because my buzzer went off. So. Uh, yeah, it's two one. Yeah, it was also Johnny Gaudreau scored though, Dave, who I have in the fantasy and see this okay. week. So. Well, then even when I'm losing, I'm winning. There you go. But Jeff, I'm, you're you're um we got Adam Woodward who's going to be there, uh first time ever playing Saru. Oh. Ashley, you're you're in it. You're going to be playing um uh Tilly. Yes. Alicia scored 3 1. 
and Laurel. You speak Klingon. You get to speak Klingon, and then I and I'm going to be Ash Tyler slash Vok. I'm going to be also speaking Klingon. I'll be like, Kalish, I follow Tukuma. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta growl like you got these. Do it. Just yeah. random Klingon words. everything. My wife Jane's gonna be playing Michael Burnham, uh, who you'll notice doesn't have uh, any rank at this point because this is while she's disc- disgraced war criminal Michael Burnham uh, before she gets her 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 pardon, her presidential pardon at the end of season one. Oh my so. god, this fucking show! <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> And Jeff, uh, we are also have trivial debates, which I I have not scheduled. I have to do trivial debates. Uh, we're coming to the end of January, which actually so means I have to do this weekend. I, I have to get this together in the next five days. So, so somebody help me, uh, and we're gonna get it together uh, probably on Sunday. So someone's gonna be there. We're gonna be someone will be debating something. Get ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? We're not ready. <laughs> You better get ready. All right. Well, that's it. Super Mater Brothers it. Podcast. Okay. Well, we have all of us here <laughs> at Live Long and Podcast and Do Say Nine and Nine ish. Live Long and Podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs>